The Gospel of John, we've been on that journey through John, as most of you know. And uh, previously, we covered in chapter 6 about Jesus uh, being the bread of life. In fact, that was the first of Jesus' declaration about himself, about who he is, where he declared in John chapter 6, verse 35, he said, I am the bread of life. I'm the one that sustains. I'm the one that provides everything that you need that will truly nourish your soul. And today, I want to look at the second of Jesus' declaration uh, regarding who he is. And that is in John chapter 8, one verse to launch us off, and that's verse 12. It reads, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, Jesus said this during the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles. And in that feast, one of the things that uh, they did was they would light a large candelabra in the temple at night. It was symbolic for the pillar of fire that guided the children of Israel in their wilderness experience at nighttime. You remember that, right? It, it, during the day, it was a cloud uh, that, that, that they... Uh, Led, that led them, and at night, it was a pillar of fire. Well, the candelabra during the Feast of Tabernacles uh, reminded the people of God guiding them in the nighttime with this pillar of fire. Now, Jesus obviously is looking at all of that, and so now he declares that he's the true light of the world, that he's the one that guides his people through the darkness, and I want to talk to us today about the comparisons between darkness and light. You see, in darkness, we find that darkness is a lack of spiritual understanding, which leads to wrong or sinful behavior. Remember, we often are talking about when we read our Bible, there's a lot of symbolisms in our Bible. And if we just take it on surface value, we will miss the spiritual impact and the meaning that, that the Bible is trying to translate to us. So when we read darkness, we're not just talking about the physical darkness or the absence of light. It's talking about our darkened understanding where we are uh, fail to truly understand the uh, spiritually what's going on, and as a result of that, it leads us into wrong or sinful behavior. And we are all born in darkness. We're all born without spiritual understanding. Every single one of us here was born sinful. None of us was born an angel. We were all born sinful. Come on, look at your neighbor, tell them that you were certainly born sinful. We were all born sinful. That means we're all born with this sinful nature where it is natural for us to do what's wrong, to disobey God's word, and to sin. And as a result of that, we're all born in, in, in this darkness. In Romans, it says this in chapter 1, verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. In other words, 
God created man with this instinctive uh, uh, recognition that there is a God. But because they would not honor and glorify him as God, the end result was they, 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 there was a darkening that came into their foolish hearts. In the book of Ephesians, I'm going to read in chapter 4, beginning of verse 17, it says this. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, meaning unbelievers, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity spiritually, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. So notice here the Apostle Paul is saying, because of this situation, the Gentiles, the unbelievers, those who have not uh, embraced Jesus Christ as their Savior, they walk in darkness. Uh, they, they, they don't have the spiritual understanding that they need. And the end result of that is it leads them into this sensuality. It leads them into a lifestyle that goes contrary to God's word. Wrong sinful behavior. Are you with me so far? Okay. Now, on the other side, we have light. And light, uh, what, what symbolizes the illumination or it gives understanding spiritually. It reveals all things. So we have darkness uh, where we talk, where we don't have that spiritual understanding, and that's why, by the way, when you talk to somebody that isn't born again, uh, they look at you like you got two heads when you talk about the things of God. Their 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 hearts are darkened. There's no understanding. You they they comprehend your words, but they don't understand them. See, I hear you, but I just don't understand what you're getting at. And then on the other side, we have light, and light illuminates spiritually. It's like the light bulb going on. All of a sudden, you see, you understand uh, the truth of God's word and what's going on spiritually. But light also serves to reveal things. It reveals all things. Light also reveals sin. In fact, listen to John chapter 3. Let's go there. In John chapter 3, verse 19. This is the verdict. Light, meaning Jesus, has come into the world. But people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Okay, so now here's what this verse is teaching us. It's teaching us that you have people who are living in darkness, meaning they don't have spiritual understanding, they're not embraced Jesus Christ as their savior, and because their lifestyle is sinful, because their behavior is wrong, contrary to God's word, the Bible tells us they hate the light. So Christians, you ought not be surprised when you're hated because you're a Christian. 
You know, you shouldn't be flabbergasted like, I can't believe it. I'm such a nice person. Why do they hate me? Well, they hate you because you represent the light. And see, because they're living in the darkness, they don't want the light because the light reveals sin. It reveals their lifestyle. There are people that will get convicted of their sin uh, just being around you because they know there's something about you that it's the light. They can't articulate it that way, but it's the light that's within you, and they recognize, I I don't like the light. I don't feel comfortable around this person. Why? Because I just feel, I really feel so sinful when I'm around them. So I hate them because of that. Now, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, It declares that God is light, and there's no darkness at all. In him, there's no darkness at all. God is light. Listen to a few other verses from the psalm, Psalm 18, 28. My God turns my darkness into light. And then the 36th psalm, the ninth verse. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. So the Bible now declares that God is light. And then Jesus came and said, I'm the light of the world. God is light. In him, there's no darkness. And only God can turn our darkness to light. When Jesus declared that I'm the light of the world, he was declaring to the people, I'm God. I'm the light of the world because God is light. They they knew the scripture. Jesus here is declaring, in in declaring that he was the light of the world, he was also declaring himself to be God. Now, because we're all born in darkness, there is that instinct that we're created by God, for God. There's that instinct that there is a God. And so without realizing it, man typically is on a search for light. We're always looking for the light because we were created by the light for the light. But because of sin, we walk in darkness. Now, because we're ever looking for and seeking for the light, that opens the door for in this world for all kind of cults to be born. There have been and always will be people who claim to have light to bring enlightenment to your soul, you see. And, that, and because we all crave that instinctively, that's why so many people run to these cults and all of these things. And even sometimes people among Christians, you have a Christian that declares, I have a new revelation. A new revelation means new light. I have something you have not seen before that God has shown me. And because we crave light, if we're not careful, we start running after all of these other things. But, Jesus Christ, he's the true light of the world. In fact, John chapter 1 verse 9 declares that. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. When Jesus Christ was born, he brought in the true light. No longer now do we have to look to any other light. No longer now do we need to be deceived by any other light. I want to encourage you this morning. Jesus Christ is the light 
of the world. He's the true light of the world. And, and, and we should only look to that light. There's no other light that can compare with the, with the light of Jesus Christ. He's, and he alone is the only one that gives us true spiritual understanding. Run, flee from anyone who even professes to be a man of God or a woman of God that has new light. There is no new light. There's only one light. That's Jesus Christ. Right? And so in that true light, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And to experience that true light, to experience spiritual understanding, Jesus declared that we need to follow him. Now, the word follow there means to accompany on the road, to walk where Jesus walks. Another way to put it is to become a disciple, to, to uh, get True, to get true spiritual understanding, we need to walk side by side with Jesus Christ. We need to embrace the path that he travels on, and he always travels on the will of the Father. Now, when we do that, when you and I make the conscious decision to embrace Jesus Christ as our Savior and as our Lord, and we begin this spiritual journey with God, when you make the decision saying, I am going to follow Jesus Christ, then these two promises that outline in our verse 12 becomes uh, precious to us and available to every single one of us. Here's the first promise Jesus said. When you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. So when we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, our first promise is we'll never walk in darkness. Now what that means is the word walk there literally can also be translated to the word live. So what Jesus was saying, when you follow me, you will not live in darkness. When we follow Jesus, and by the way, can I take a step back and, and make sure you understand this? Following Jesus means following Jesus. It does not mean Jesus following you, right? See, many Christians think, well, because I got the Lord, wherever I go, the Lord goes. That is not true. And I'm talking about spiritually now. I know Jesus Christ resides in your heart by his spirit. So wherever you go physically, that's where Jesus goes. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that we, in order to be true disciples, we have to follow the Lord and not the other way around. We can't expect God to, to bless us wherever we go. And the blessings and the promises don't, are not attached to disobedience. They're only attached to obedience. So now, we'll never walk in darkness meaning we will always know what the right path is to take. We'll always have that spiritual understanding where whatever is presentable for us, the light will shine, the promise of God will take place. You'll never walk in darkness. You will never be at a place where I don't know what to do. Which way should I turn? No, the Spirit of the Lord will always quicken you and show you the path that you're to take. And it'll always be the right path. And by the way, part of that is this light, right? The Psalm says, your, your word is a lamp to my feet. So the light 
of unspiritual understanding that gives us by the Holy Spirit is also affirmed through God's Word. We will never, ever get spiritual understanding that violates the Word of God. That's why Jesus, you never walk in darkness. You never be, therefore, as a result of that, you'll never be controlled by sin. It is my prayer this morning that we really understand when we walk alongside the Lord Jesus Christ, when we step where he steps, the promise kicks in where we will never be in, uh, in this uh, place of uh, a lacking of understanding, darkened to what's going on. We will have a spiritual awareness of the presence of the Lord. We'll have a spiritual awareness of what God's purpose is for our life. We'll have a spiritual understanding of, of the direction that God is walking in. The great blessing is we will never walk in darkness. Now, Let's take another step back. We all can attest to the fact, when we disobey God, when we are intentional about going our own way, doing our own thing, when we insist on having our own way, we now are not walking with the Lord any longer. He's walking one path, and we have decided this is the path I want to walk on. The moment I step onto this path, this promise is negated in my life. And now, even though I'm born again and I'm saved, even though I love Jesus, now I'm back into walking into spiritual darkness. Now I no longer have understanding. Why? Because I've, I've, I've operated now in the mind of, of self, and I, I think I know better than God which path I should take. And darkness comes upon me all over again. No, if we follow the Lord, we will never walk in darkness. Would you say amen to that? Okay, second promise. When we follow the Lord, Jesus said we will have the light of life. We will have the light of life. That word have there means to possess, but it's a unique possession. It's to possess as in relationship. I have this incredible woman in my life. Oh man, I got no amens on that one. <laughs> Honey, none of the ladies backed you up right there. That was their opportunity. I know I score points. That's why I don't, you didn't score points, but I score points. <clears throat> We're talking about, see, I have a relationship. And, and what Jesus was saying, when you follow me, the light of the world, the light of life, you have me. You possess me in an intimate relationship. You can't have an intimate relationship with the Lord when you walk in disobedience. I know you know that, but we all need to hear it from time to time because some way, somehow, we, we, part of the darkness that we're talking about this morning is deception. 
There are times where because we're walking in disobedience, we're now back in spiritual darkness. And that means we're deceiving ourselves. We're thinking all is well with God, but yet he's on a different pathway than we're on. And we think, hey, I, I, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And that's all true. But listen, my dad loved me, but he still gave me papao. There's disobedience that brings about the discipline of God in our life. There's disobedience that brings about consequences. We suffer the consequences when, when we start walking a different pathway. And now uh, this spiritual darkness comes into our life and we don't have the understanding. And we don't have the relationship. And that's why sometimes you, uh, the first thing I check when people tell me, I, I'm not sensing God anymore. As a pastor, the first thing I look at is, okay, let's talk about your life. Is there an area where you're disobeying God? The chances are very strong that because somewhere in, the, in your walk with God, you've been walking in disobedience, it has brought the spiritual darkness back into your life. And as a result of that, you're struggling. Remember what we've been in, in Ephesians, when Paul wrote to the Ephesians, in fact, I, I know uh, I'm jumping back, guys, uh, but if we could, do, Kirby, go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's, I want to look at that once again in verse 17. Because I want you to remember, God was writing this moment to Christians. He was writing to the church at Ephesus. He wasn't writing to unbelievers. So he's writing to Christians. And it, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. So in other words... The Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is writing to the church at Ephesus and thus writing to all of us here today and all of us that are watching online. He's writing, hey, God, I'm insisting on this. Don't walk in the futility of your thinking. Don't walk in darkness, which means we can walk in darkness. It means that you and I, if we're not careful, will find ourselves walking with this spiritual darkness and wondering, where did I go wrong? You see. But the blessing is when we do follow the Lord, we enjoy this closer relationship with the Lord who is the light of life. Because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Now, because he's the true light, in John, I'm going to turn there in chapter 12. Listen to what the Bible is declaring, the Lord himself. Then Jesus told them, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of the light. This is the encouragement, the exhortation that I want to offer to those of you who have never embraced Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
to those of you maybe watching on the internet, and, and this is not about whether you go to church or not. This is not even about whether you know uh, about who Jesus is and the Bible and all that kind of stuff. To embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Remember, Jesus said, you have to follow me. It has to be more than religion to you. It has to be more than just so, some gathering that you do uh, on uh, once a week on a Sunday or a midweek service. Uh, it's following Jesus. It's about structuring our life around his life. Would you say amen to that? And if you haven't done that, I want to encourage you to do that because Jesus said, you have to walk while you have the light. Because the time is coming where the light will no longer shine. What Jesus is talking about is there are times where as unbelievers, Jesus in his mercy and his grace brings light. And all of a sudden, for the first time in your life, you understand the gospel, the good news. You understand that you're a sinner in need of salvation. You understand that Jesus Christ loved you and died for you on the cross of Calvary. You understand that if you come to him and confess your sin and embrace him as your savior, you will be saved. Every one of us who is at this moment already born again, we know that moment where that happened. And we also know possibly where there are people who had those moments but chose not to respond. And I can't say when it will happen. Nobody can. But there's a time where Jesus warned where if you don't respond to the light, then the light is taken away and you're left to the darkness. So I would encourage you, if you haven't embraced Jesus Christ as your Savior, to do that today in this moment. Now, for those of us who have done that, I'm going to read the, from uh, the book of Ephesians again, but this time in the fifth chapter. And I'm going to read beginning in verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Come on, say that with me. Live as children of light. One more time. Live as children of light. Verse 9. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything, come on, say everything with me. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live. Come on, say that with me. Be very careful how you live. Come on, look at your neighbor, tell them that. Be very careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So now, 
Jesus, through the word of the Lord here, is exhorting all of us to live as children of the light, to make sure that we understand what that means in all matter of righteousness and goodness, to understand the difference between darkness and light, and to every single day that God gives us breath, to make that decision. I am going to live today as a child of the light, not into the darkness. Now, we live in such a time where I want to park myself here for a moment and talk about a darkness that a lot of believers don't see as darkness right now. There is unfortunately, sadly, a grieving taking place in the spirit where God's people have been violating scripture and thinking they're right. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or a sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or a sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. We've got Christians who are hating other Christians because of the color of their skin. We've got Christians hating other Christians because of their culture. We've got Christians hating other Christians because this one is a police officer and this one is not. And we've got all of this turmoil that's going on and is blowing up social media and there are fires all over this nation and many of them that are leading the fire and creating the fire are God's people. Yet the Bible tells us very clearly, if you hate your brother or sister, because of the color of their skin, you're still in darkness. No matter what you say, doesn't matter what you declare, doesn't matter how spiritual you think you might be, the word of God tells you darkness. And when we spew that, listen, social media, it can be a tremendous tool for the gospel, but it could also be a tremendous tool to tarnish the name of Jesus Christ. When we, as God's people, use social media to tear somebody down, we have now gone into that realm of darkness. We have entered into that realm that we have no business in. We've, we cease being children of the light. We have made the decision, I'm going to agree with this. Listen, I, I don't want to hear about this uh, so, social injustice and all that. We've had that since the beginning of this country. We're going to continue to have that. As the people of God, we are not to be governed by culture. We are not to be governed by the latest thing that's happening in the world. We're to be governed by the word of God. Right? We are to be the people of God. We're supposed to be light in the darkness. But what's happening is we've got Christians saying, I want to join that darkness. Thinking that they're on the side of righteousness. Violating the, word, the very word of God. And it's my prayer today that we all understand something. The church 
is not Republican. The church is not democratic or independent. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, sealed with the Holy Spirit. We're to walk in the light. We're, we're people of the light. I want to encourage you this morning. Again, I'm, I know this may not be popular, but I'm not here to be popular. My responsibility before God is to help shepherd us in the right direction. I want to tell you, I have never, in my 68 years on this earth, I have never seen where you talk, get into a political arena and there'll be peace. And there never will be. Stay away from that. Should you vote, vote. However you're, you're conscious you, you feel to vote, vote, but keep it private. Keep it, don't, don't bring it out into that area because no matter what side you choose, somebody is going to have something to say against you. And then all of a sudden, in, this, in the social arena, we've got this Christian bad-mouthing that Christian because this Christian said, don't you think we should do that? And this Christian said, well, what about this? And all of a sudden now, darkness has prevailed. And now, God is not glorified. So we need to remember this morning, Jesus Christ paid a horrific price to free us from the bondage of sin, to bring light into our darkness. And as the people of God, the exhortation from the word of God is live as children of the light. Don't get caught up into all of these other stuff, but avoid that like the plague. Because if you are able to do that and follow the Lord, then you will never walk in darkness and you will have the light of life. Worship team, if you would come, please. Jesus declared, I am the light of the world. He is the true light. There are a lot of other ones who have professed to be light and have deceived many, but only Jesus Christ is the true light of the world. He is the only one that could bring illumination, understanding in this hour of great darkness that we find ourselves in. And the encouragement, the exhortation of the word of God is, let your light shine brightly. Let, let you, put your light on the lamp lamp for all to see. Now, what is Jesus talking about when he's talked about that? He's talking about the fact that let everybody know who you believe in. Let everybody experience from being around you the presence of Almighty God and the character of Christ. Listen, the fruit of the Spirit is the character of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to display the character of Christ. All of a sudden, I'm popping everywhere. Sorry. And so, as we, by God's grace, display that character, we bring the light wherever we go. Now, some may hate us because we're the light. But those who are hungry for the light, those who are tired of living in darkness will run to the light. May God help us this morning to be children of the light, to live as children of the light.